You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to jump in on the show with us this morning. Our Twitter account's at Locker Room 109, at Barry Sanderson, at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to the smartphone and you can take us with you. Anywhere you go, Yellowwood, Brad, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If you're going to build, you want to build it right. You want it to last. Use Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want it. I'm actually up in Nashville. Um, came up last night. Uh, Jenny's really excited. She's in the room here with me, gets to hear me. Uh, talk here for two hours now. Um, and so that should be fun for her. She'll learn a lot here. But, uh, last night's games before we get, uh, dad in, I'm sure he has these scores as well. 67 61. Ole Miss knocks off South Carolina. Uh, so South Carolina season comes to an end at 11 and 21, 4 and 14 in the SEC. And then maybe a little shocker. LSU, uh, knocks off Georgia. Uh, LSU had lost 17 out of the 18 games. Uh, they took care of the basketball last night, and uh, they are 14 and 18, 2 and 16. Georgia season ends at 16 and 16, 6 and 12 in the SEC. So uh, you had South Carolina, LSU, and Georgia all with new coaches that were basically in the what I call the play-in game. And next year, obviously, Ole Miss will have a new coach, and it's been widely reported that Chris Beard uh, looks like to be the new head coach for the Ole Miss Rebels. So, uh, Aiden, is Dad ready to, for me to bring him in this morning? Yeah, we got him. All right. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm, I'm hanging in there, Barry. Um, last night, uh, the scores, as you indicated, were what they were. And uh, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma, which is you know, a friend of ours. Got beat pretty bad, also a friend of yours on both ends. North Carolina, North Carolina beat, uh, BC. Big win for, not a big win, but they're trying to get off that cotton picking bubble. And, uh, can't remember who else. I can't recall who else, uh, I had, had the scores written down and I'm kind of, kind of trying to get myself situated here. Yeah, uh, I can give you, uh, I could give, you know, um, the ACC. Uh, I tell you what, uh, North, yeah, uh, North Carolina beat BC. Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State. I mean, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. Uh, West Virginia, who I don't know whether Texas Tech is having a coaching change or not over that dispute that they had. No, they are. It's already West- announced. He's, he's out. He's done. It was announced last night that Mark Adams will not be returning to Texas Tech. Oh, oh, that one dispute. 
Yeah, he's out. Yeah, okay. What? Okay. West Virginia beat Texas Tech. Um, Ole Miss, is, as you mentioned, won, and LSU in somewhat of an upset, I guess you'd call it. They won as well. So um, it is what it is today. Uh, Alabama will be looking uh, scouts, and the people that are following Alabama um, will be looking to see exactly what's going to go on with the Mississippi State and Florida game. That should be a, a pretty interesting game. And, and um, you know, you and I have sort of thought, you know, based on other things that uh, uh, Mississippi State would win the game. Sorry, didn't you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get hooked up. Mississippi State probably win that game in the play, and I think Mississippi State's a, a, a pretty decent. Can you hear me? Sorry. Hello. These games hear uh, here in Nashville, obviously, we'll get going. We'll get going at uh, at twelve o'clock. And uh, so the first game uh, today uh, here will be uh, Mississippi State and Florida. As we look at the line here, Mississippi State is a three-point favorite in this particular game. Second game, Ole Miss uh, will take on Tennessee. Tennessee uh, is 11.5-point favorite in the game. Uh, you know, playing for seeding at this point, obviously Tennessee is in uh, the tournament. Uh, the, the evening games, I think, are – uh, pretty interesting, especially the first one. I think it'll be the most attended game with Arkansas taking on Auburn. Uh, Arkansas is a one and a half point favorite in that game. And then 30 minutes after that game, um, I guess you would say the home team, Vanderbilt will take on LSU, who won last night in Vandy right now is currently is a four point favorite in this particular game. Um, then I want to go back to one other game, uh, last yesterday in the ACC. And that was Wake Forest knocking off, uh, Jim Bayheim and the Syracuse. And, you know, at the end of the game at the press conference, it sounded like, um, obviously that Jim Bayheim would not be back. Uh, they asked him a question and he said, basically said, Hey, it's not up to me. It's up to the administration. Uh, I don't make the calls up the administration acted like he would like to be back. And then an hour later, it is announced that Jim Bayham is retiring and uh, Adrian Altry, who has been his assistant there for a long time, was going to take over that job. It was kind of an awkward situation there. It sounded like maybe Jim Bayham did not want to walk away. He had been at Syracuse for 47 years, which is amazing to me. Just your thoughts on maybe how that whole situation, we don't know the inside and out, but how that was handled. Well, I, I knew, I knew when Jim Bayham took that job, uh, Dan Forrest left it. Uh, he used to be the coach at Tulane, went there and got out of it. Jim took his place years ago before you were born. And uh, uh, I think Jim has gone through five straight bad bad, bad years. Uh, and when you compare those five straight bad years to the comparison that he had previous to that, one national championship, played a little bit different than everybody else played zone, uh, they got disgruntled with it. He was a, he was a, uh, his own success killed him. And so after five years, and not, not, I don't think they thought he was working real hard. I don't think they thought he was really getting after his son played for him, you know, that one time. 
So I, I think that uh, based on all of that, that uh, uh, he said, you have to ask somebody else about me, Barry. You have to ask somebody else. And so when he, they've got somebody in charge, and uh, the guy in charge says, we're going to name off this new coach. And, and um, you're exactly right. He, he wanted to stay, and they, they shoved him out. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't know. You know. I think Jim Beheim, people talked about, you know, at times he can be hard to deal with. Uh, I've heard some writers say that, and then he'll call them back the next day and uh, apologize. So you really kind of hate for it to to end like that, like, you know, in a press conference after a loss like that. I mean, he deserved uh, maybe to go out in a different manner, and I may, I'm sure they will when they get back to, Syracuse there to properly maybe send him out the wrong way. And there's a article, we'll get into it later in the show about Nick Saban. It was on some podcast and they were asking yeah, about his, retire- his retirement. So, um, and he just said, whatever, I feel like I, I, I can't do it as well as I used to. He said, there may be a time where uh, mentally I can still coach as good, but my age will affect our recruiting. Um, and so at that point, there may be time to slip away. So it's just when you have guys that are that successful, I don't think Bayheim was quite on Coach Saban's, uh, but he's been there so much longer. It's just hard uh, unless that guy comes in and he resigns on kind of like Mike Bray did. It made it a little bit easier, but it, those situations are hard. Are They're hard endings for everybody, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. It's a combination in, in coaches. Coach said, "Is that it's a combination of things are not going uh, in college football the way I like them to go. I, I, I'm about wear myself out." Uh, he made the statement, "I'm going to make speeches on behalf. Uh, see how much money I can get my players. That, that's the way I want to. That's that's the way I want to coach college football to, to, to go make make speeches." Uh, so I can pay my, my players. He said, that's not what college football is all about. He said, and the other factor, too, is I thought was really good, is we've got agents who are not really agents. But they go in and they are able to say that they can get you. I'll, I'll get you so much if you go to the university or wherever. And uh, uh, I'll get 4%. I'm not an agent, but I can, I can get you over there. So we, have, we he wanted to go back like the NFL goes there. And do that, and I can understand that. Uh, but you know, so he said, are, "Are we not better off having these kids uh, work for the university?" And uh, that's been a big, big stink as well. Just work like they've got a job. And he, he said to me, "That's not college football." Yeah, so we'll see as that goes on. All right, another topic, uh, Joseph Duarte is a writer in Houston and he's, um, I follow him and he, he was talking about Kelvin Sampson and Kelvin Sampson says that the NC, he has had discussions with the NCAA selection committee about preference for first and second round sites for tournament, uh, options giving him the, if he has the number one overall seed, he can choose. And he says he doesn't see any location that would benefit Houston like some other schools like UCLA, which, uh, obviously one of the 
Sweet 16 games is in Vegas, Kansas. One is in Kansas City. He said, I asked him his preference, uh, what Kelvin Sampson's preference was, and Kelvin declined to say. But as I look at this, Dad, um, if Kelvin Sampson, I do still think with the, with the format, the Houston and Alabama can both be number one seeds and still be in Birmingham. It's after the first two rounds that make the difference. Uh, as to where they can go. And if Kelvin Sampson says he wants to be in the South, which will be the closest to Houston, then that puts them in Louisville. So they would go to Louisville. To me, it looks like Kansas would be in the Midwest and go to Kansas City. UCLA would be in the West. That would put them at Las Vegas. I don't think there's anywhere else but Alabama to go into the East, which would put them in New York. Uh, just your thoughts about that, if that were to, it, were to it, go down. Of course, hey, you, you got to win. That brand, that brand new this year. No, it's all, it, they changed that a few years. So, so the first and second round, they may put two, four teams from the South and four teams from the Midwest in the first and second round pods uh, just to kind of keep you closer to home. So, uh, I don't, know that Houston would come to Birmingham, but if you look at all the places, Orlando is not near it's near Houston, and that's maybe the next closest site there. So it looks like in Birmingham, he was even saying it's not close, but I could very easily see Birmingham hosting uh, two 1-16 games and two 8-9 games, which you would have uh, you know two, two good games, those 8-9 games, and then those second-round games would be critical where Alabama would be different if they won the first two games. I look, look for them to have to go to New York and not uh, Kansas and so City. If you're, if, you're getting, if, if you're gathering film, if you're playing a game you feel like you could win, and you're gathering film for your next two games or three games, you don't know what film to gather because you don't know. You don't know. No, no, no. You're going to know. Well, you're going to know exactly who you're second opponent is going to be, and you're going to know who the other one's going to be, but they may not be playing at your site. The teams that are going to get to the Sweet 16, they may be at a different site. Uh, so they can move the teams around in the first and second round, but once it gets to the third and fourth round, then all the teams that are in the east, obviously will be at the east site and the west will be at the west site. So you'll still know the teams that are in your um, region but they not, may not be at that particular place for that first and second round. So I, I'm predicting if Alabama wins the first two games, they will go to New York instead of Kansas City. So it, it, and that's not really? a big deal. And what, and what? I mean, obviously that's much, it's a little bit more difficult travel to get to Obviously, New York it is Louisville, but I'm sure their flights going to New York all the time. So, well, uh, I think also Barry. I also think, and I, I don't want to say this wrong because I think things are doing better. But the New York press would like to pounce on you too if anything came up in your program. <laughs> yeah, they well, they're looking for something. They, they would be all <laughs> over that, and obviously, yeah. we'll hear yeah. some of Brandon Miller's comments. They did put him in front of the media uh, yesterday, and. Uh, it sounded like they coached him up, not just kind of what to say and what he couldn't say, and it sounded like he handed himself in a in a good manner there. All right, we'll go ahead and take this first break. Open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. JC, join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, but we'd love to have your phone calls 
Two men in a truck at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth. Whether it's local, out of town, or out of state, let the professionals handle it. They'll take great, great care of you. 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. No active wrecks on this Thursday morning. We do see some minor congestion on Berlin in Northport headed into downtown. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Here's a super manager special at Townsend Nissan, $5,000 off dealer list price on all new 2023 Armadas and financial rates as low as 1.9%. At Townsend Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. The state of Alabama has partnered with the Plan Saving Center downtown to make it an interactive and immersive STEM experience for young people. That was announced by Governor Ivey during her State of the State Tuesday night. During ceremonies unveiling the project yesterday, Bama football coach Nick Saban said the center can have a lifelong impact on the lives of young people who participate. The Saban Center could be open as early as 2026. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more. Don Hartley, Town Square Media. Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and very cool with periods of rain today and tonight. The high today, 60. Tonight's low, 54. Or tomorrow, cloudy rain mainly during the morning hours. The high, 68. And Saturday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best station in the state, breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, Yahoo Sports, uh, Aiden has out a mock draft. Uh, and I was looking at this morning and I was literally about to throw up. Uh, I guess they're saying that Chicago will trade their first pick and they have CJ Stroud going number one. Now that did not make me throw up. The second pick, Dad and Aiden, according to Yahoo Sports, the Houston Texans will take Anthony Richardson. You have got to be kidding me. I don't care how hard you can throw a ball. This guy cannot complete a pass. <laughs> how in the world, Aiden? And I think Nick Saban uh, helped me here. He took a shot uh, at this. 
what did Nick Saban say about this, uh, Aiden and Dad? I want you to comment on how in the world could you look at anything? I don't care how he tests at the combine and take Anthony Richardson over Bryce Young. Now, it may turn out to be the greatest pick ever, but uh, help me here, uh, Aiden. How is this even possible? And what did Nick Saban say about it? Quarterback, like a point guard in basketball. He's got mm-hmm. eyes and all over. He knows where everybody is. He can extend plays. He creates throwing lanes for himself, which is important for a guy his size. Uh, he can make all the throws. He's smart. Um, so he has a lot of the, the, the attributes from a psychological disposition standpoint that are necessary to excel at this position. Okay. We've all seen the 6'4", 225-pound guy that can throw it like a bazooka, but he can't make the choices and decisions. He can't distribute the ball. He can't throw it accurately. So who's who's the better bet? Mm. I, that, I got you. I, I'm going on history, production, performance, and, you know, Bryce Young's done it about as well as anybody. He's quarter. Are we back? Hello. Yeah, there you have yeah. it. Sorry. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. Did, Dad, did you hear the clip? Yeah, I heard it. That's absolutely okay. right. He's absolutely correct. You know, it's, it's, uh, I bet Bill O'Brien's laughing, laughing in his whatever. I, that's ridiculous to make any sense at all. Uh, here's a guy that don't have such, uh, you know, from his shoulders up. There is a pretty darn important from your shoulders up your brain as to what you need to do, how you need to do it. And uh, as I said yesterday, yesterday's show or some show, we stand, we stand by making mistakes in quarterbacks, not we, but the NFL does to the point of almost a joke uh, to pick guys that they think are quarterbacks that are not. And you have guys sitting beside each other in the offensive staff meetings and they argue about that. And, and uh, at least somebody figured out to get the quarterback from Kansas City the right at the right spot. Yeah. So according to Yahoo Sports, I'll give you top ten. Indianapolis uh, would do a trade. Would take T.J. Stroud. I told you Houston, Anthony Richardson, Will Anderson, uh, the edge rusher would go number three uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Jalen Carter. Uh, who's projected to be the number one pick, uh, with his situation in Georgia. And I think more will come out in that situation in Georgia. Uh, Jalen Carter will go to Chicago Bears, uh, who traded, uh, Seattle. And fifth pick would take Tyree Wilson. And then the Detroit Lions, I hope not for poor Bryce Young, who would want to go live in Detroit, but they would take Bryce Young as the third quarterback pick. The Los Angeles Raiders would take Will Levis at number seven. I don't know what I'm missing there. I never have seen them play good. Uh, eight, the Falcons would take Anton Harrison, uh, with the eight pick. The Carolina Panthers, Nolan Smith, and the Philadelphia Eagles would take, uh, cornerback Christian Gonzalez, uh, from, uh, Oregon. So if Bryce Young falls to the third quarterback and Anthony Richardson or Will Levis is taken before him, then I'm gonna, I'll eat my words if those guys end up being, uh, better quarterbacks than Bryce Young, but I just don't, I just don't see it uh, there. But, uh, you know, 
a lot of Alabama quarterbacks. I guess Tua's done really well. Uh, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Jalen's uh, done really well. We'll see about Mac Jones. Now, what's your feeling on Mac Jones? I feel like almost people are giving up on him too soon. I hear a lot of a lot of negative talk about about Mac Jones right now. I know. I think as long as Bill Belichick is there and it's Bill Bel- Belichick's man, he's the guy that selected him. He's the guy that went through it with him through thick and thin. He's gonna stay right there. Yeah. And probably interest to our listeners, uh, Los Angeles Rams do not have a first round pick. They are picking thirty seven. And according to Yahoo Sports, uh Aiden, they will take Jamar Gibbs uh from Alabama. And so running backs are not as uh no as big they're not as big anymore because you throw the ball so much. Uh which is kind of weird to me, Dad, but uh so anyway he could go to thirty seventh pick and that would probably be about as high as he could probably I'm uh you know. based on what you just based on what you just said about, you know, you throw the ball so much. Um uh, Makes me, uh, sort of be interested in Tommy Reese, uh, who's going to throw the ball as much as he possibly can. I mean, he's going to run the ball as much as he possibly can. And, uh, go, uh, it just, it, it's, I don't know anything about it at all, as you know, but I, it, it was kind of a scratch your head higher a little bit. Uh, I noticed, uh, that, uh, North Carolina coaches went through, uh, their hire from Alabama, um, uh, South Carolina on our show, uh, be the running backs coach and, uh, oh, running Freddy game Kitchens. coach. Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, Freddie yeah. Kitchens. Yeah. And, uh, so they really did a, a big time research on him, researching on him when he was, Playing and coaching, and uh, you know, liked him so whatever. And uh, but kind of kind of recent hire is all mine scuttlebutt from reading stuff. It's a little bit surprising. Yeah, he went uh, older and experienced on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, young and the unknown on the offensive side. So we'll see what happens there. I'll take the break and get JC in. First domain condos are three bedroom, three and a half bath condominiums down in the historic district of downtown Northport, which is just absolutely a gorgeous area. I love the location. They got washer and dryer already in your condominium. They're stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops, all energy electric efficient appliances. The internet and direct TV are provided for free. Uh, ten foot ceilings in these condominiums, large patios with upper level river views. Here's an important feature: gated community now with uh, cameras on the outside, so everything that comes in and out is right there on uh, video, which is important. You're two minutes to downtown, five minutes to the University of Alabama. They're uh, they only have a few left, so you need to give them a call, get down there, check it out. Heck, it could be your game day condo for all that matters. Two zero five six five seven seven four six five. I go to firstdomaincondos.com. Tell them you heard on the inside of the locker room. One month free rent. This is Tide 100.9 to see home of Alabama Sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. 
I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama men's basketball head coach Nate Oates is a finalist for the Jim Phelan Coach of the Year Award. Northridge offensive lineman Baker Hickman has committed to the University of Alabama as a preferred walk-on. Former Alabama quarterback Mac Jones made the NFL's top 10 throws list for 2022. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. No active wrecks on this Thursday morning. We do see some minor congestion on Lurleen in Northport headed into downtown. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Here's a super manager special at Townsend Nissan, $5,000 off dealer list price on all new 2023 Armadas and finance rates as low as 1.9%. At Townsend Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. When you... Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and very cool with periods of rain today and tonight. The high today, 60. Tonight's low, 54. Or tomorrow, cloudy rain mainly during the morning hours. The high, 68. And Saturday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide You want to make it last at the honeydew list. You want to build that fence, that pergola, right there in the backyard. You want to use pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. I'll get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. He's uh, owner of thebigspur.com. Joins us normally every Wednesday, Thursday. We always love having him every week. Our main man, JC. Good morning, JC. How you doing? Morning, JC. Hey, hey guys, great to be with you today. Uh, coach, I caught the documentary on the SEC Network the other night. Did not realize that about the plaid jacket, so uh, I learned something. Well, well, there you yeah. go. Our, our team, our players were better than the plaid jacket, I'll tell you that. What did you, you, you think about the plaid jacket, JC? I, you know, when I was a kid, that kind of was synonymous with uh, Alabama basketball, and you had the parquet floor over there, too. So it kind of all matched to me. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, Bear had the, the hounds, too, and uh, Coach had the plaid jacket. So uh, now, I, I didn't Nate know Oates there was a story behind it. Yeah, Nate Oates has never said anything. Not to me. Maybe he has to dad. Uh, but, you know, he wears plaid every game. I wonder if he's doing that. Or not for that because it's kind of an Alabama tradition, or does he genuinely like just like plaid? Has he ever said anything to you about wearing the plaid? No, I've never discussed anything like that with him. No. Yeah. All right, uh, JC. In typical Tuscaloosa fashion, we got the SEC tournament going on, and and all that NCAA tournament right around the corner. And Dad and I are talking football, uh, which is kind of silly, but uh, I do want to ask you. 
about the combine, and I was just talking with Dad and Aiden a minute ago about Yahoo Sports has got a mock draft up this morning, and they have Anthony Richardson going number two to the Houston, Texas, and Bryce Young uh, all the way down, I say all the way, at number six uh, to the Detroit Lions. Now, they may make me eat my words, but um, just because Anthony Richardson can jump high and run fast, is he a better pro prospect, J.C., in your opinion, than Bryce Young? Yeah, I was just having a discussion with our 14-year-old about this. I think Anthony Richardson is a great athlete, um, and I think – I kind of wonder, guys, with him, you know, say what you want about Dan Mullen, but, you know, Alex Smith, Dak Prescott, Tim Tebow, Kyle Trask. I mean, he's got a long track record developing quarterbacks. I kind of wonder if Anthony wouldn't, his stock would be a little higher and he would have played a little better had, had Mullen been his coach this year. And that's not a knock on Billy Napier, but, you know, Mullen's got that track record with QBs. But, man, i tell you what, most Florida fans I know, every time he dropped back to pass, they'd hold their breath and say a Hail Mary because you yeah. just never knew where it was going and you know, I, I think sometimes NFL scouts overthink that position, and I also think oh. that they always always think they can maximize guys. You know, uh, oh, well, we can just get him right, you know, and we'll take his potential and mold him. How many times has that really worked out? I mean, I, I don't know. Most of your good quarterbacks in the NFL were really good in college, you know. I mean, you could say Josh Allen wasn't spectacular at Wyoming, but uh, – He's at Wyoming in, a, in an offense that, you know, has a lot of triple option and things like that. So, um, you know, whereas, you know, your guys like Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, your, your shorter guys like Bryce Young, they've, they've worked out fine. So, uh, if I'm looking for a sure thing, I'm, I'm certainly, and the Texans need a sure thing. I, I'm not drafting Anthony Richardson because you, you're going to have to probably have him on the bench for a couple of years before he's ready. You're probably not going to be that very good because you're going to have somebody quarterback a backup somewhere else, uh, and fans and, and everybody they're going to be clamoring for the rookie, and he's probably not going to be ready. So I, I don't know what, what do they have the Bears doing. Do they have the Bears trading down to the Colts or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So they have uh, the Bears uh, trading to the Colts, and they had the Colts taking C.J. Stroud. Uh, so then that yeah, actually had the, the pair bears were going to get Jalen Carter at number four, which would be a, with Will Anderson going number three to the Arizona Cardinals. So, huh, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the Cardinals, you, this, the Cardinals, will, yeah. well, the Cardinals will draft Anderson or Carter. I know the bears love Will Anderson. Um, yeah. and always have. I mean, that, I think the bears would take him at one if, if they couldn't trade the pick, but. They have so many needs across the board. I can't. I can't imagine them not trading the pick, uh, and just because they have Justin Fields already a quarterback. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I you know, I, I don't. I, I think that a lot of people are hyping Anthony Richardson right now, but I'm highly, highly skeptical that, that he's worth a, you know, even a top ten pick. I mean, some 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 drafts had the Falcons or Panthers at eight nine taking him. I just I just don't know, man. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a high risk, high reward 
draft pick. But uh, that's yeah, why they make the money a, to do what they do. Yeah, yeah, he could be a guy that make you a genius or get you fired, one of the two. Uh, there's going to be no in between when it comes to if you take him that high. Now, if you take him, you know, in the teens or something, then then that's completely different. All right, JC, uh, flipping over to hoops. Uh, Ole Miss knocks out South Carolina last night. Uh, we talked about Georgia uh, losing to LSU. So uh, three of the teams had new coaches. Next year, Ole Miss will have a new one. Looks like maybe Chris Beard there. Uh, talking about the first season there at South Carolina, uh, Gigi Jackson, they did have 24 points last night. Do you see any uh, reason for Gigi Jackson to come back? I know he's a kid that actually could still be in high school. Just kind of where is this South Carolina program in the SEC right now? I think Gigi's gone. I, you know, and, and it's not necessarily, you know, because of anything at South Carolina, although, you know, even if he wasn't going pro, I mean, a kid like that could easily hit the portal and, you know, cash in on the NIL and, and, and be part of a better team, better program. But uh, I, I think because of the idea behind him getting into college early, was the, to get in in front, in front of the new collective bargaining agreement with the NBA. And he's still projected to be a first round pick. And that's still a life changing money uh, in the NBA. Now, is he going to be a lottery pick? Probably not. But, uh, you know, later 16, 17, something like that, I think he'll go, uh, and he'll be gone. Now, the Gamecocks do, uh, good news, uh, Michi Johnson, their point guard, is going to be back. And he's a former top 100 recruit that uh, also left uh, high school early for Ohio State. This is the first year. He, he's real physical, but he's not big. He gets hurt a lot. Um, but uh, this is the first complete basketball season he's played since his sophomore year of high school. Uh, and, and he showed some signs of life. They've got Jacoby Wright, a nice little two-guard. They got out of South Carolina under Frank that's it's improving. And then their center, Josh Gray, seven feet tall, 270 pounds. Uh, he finally started rebounding this year. Uh, so they can teach him to score. Uh, I think they could have something there too. Uh, otherwise, I think if I'm Shane Beamer, I'm trying to get him as a defensive end because my gosh, he's ultra athletic. Uh, but just one of those kids that you just want to pour the aggression, open his head and pour aggression into him. Um, but so that's a nice three person type nucleus they're going to have, but they're, you know, guys, they're going to have to hit the portal pretty hard. I don't know how competitive they can be with, with, you know, NIL in that sport. I think other sports in South Carolina right now are, 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 are going very well, are doing very well NIL wise. Um, that's changed in the last three or four months, but men's basketball is just, just tough just because the money is so, big out there uh and players are, are worth it so we'll, we'll see what they can do i, I know they're going to hit the ground running recruiting right away uh and try to revamp the roster as best they can but you know those three guys they come back and show some improvement and you know you, you luck out with some maybe guys from lower levels that are pretty good uh you know you can get back to 500 they, you know they, they lost probably like five or six close games uh they lost Four games in overtime this year, uh, including Alabama. Uh, this is a team that surprised in a good way at times, but then other times when, when they play a Tennessee or a Texas A&M, they just waxed by 40. They got kind of ugly. But, 
you know, I, I don't know. You know, I'm still in the wait and see mode on Paris and, and that program. But, uh, you know, having some of these guys stick with it and come back certainly can help. Yeah, that. Uh, JC, Brandon Miller was uh, a valuable player in the, in the Southeastern Conference as well as freshman of the year. Uh, other votes, you know, people that did all so forth and so on. Uh, Barry and I, or at least I'm not, I don't see a lot of outside media stuff or kind of hacks me off to start with about <laughs> other things than that. Uh, what what is the outside media they coming down easy, coming down hard? Tell our listeners where they stand. On Brandon Miller, yeah. Um you know, just like anything else in the media these days, things kinda come and go. I know when um after the South Carolina game, you know, he goes scores what forty two points. You know, there were some snarky columns out there about how it was handled. You know, I know NATO kind of wishes he had some of his comments back and stuff, but, you know, now it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Everybody's now getting ready for the tournament. You know, sometimes I think college programs are very reactionary to the moment, and it's easy yeah. to just sit there and say, well, we'll kick him off the team because we don't want the bad press. But many times, if you just kind of ride the storm out, you're going to be all right. Now, that's kind of what it is now. Now, when the tournament starts, if Bama's a one seed or something, I mean, I think you'll see another round of snarky columns and all that. But, uh, you know, it, it, well, you know, whatever. You know, it, it, Alabama, the state of Alabama can't charge him with anything because he didn't break a law. You know, that's one. And then two, the University of Alabama, that, you know, why would they, you know, kick him out of school or whatever just, uh, for being, you know, kind of involved in, or not involved or sort of, you know, not breaking any laws or being affiliated with a very, very tragic and senseless event. Um, you know, it's a tough call, but, uh, I, I kind of commend Bama for, for not being <laughs> reactionary to it and to, for, um, you know, to wait, wait till the facts come out and all that. And that's, that's another thing too. Everybody these days in the national media, they don't want to wait on the facts. You know, they don't want to, they just want to, you know, and any kind of topic that politically, you know, they can push their narrative for, i.e. guns, you know, they're just going to sit there and, 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 and trash everything and propagate their own story. But, you know, when you consider the facts of the situation, you know, um, hey, look, judgment call, yes, because schools have, you know, thrown guys out without breaking laws. There's, there's rules for the school and then there's laws. You know, and, uh, but, you know, that Alabama didn't make that decision. So, uh, credit to them for sticking to it and all that. But I, I, I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to believe that just because of the nature of what happened, that there won't be somebody that pontificates about it as we move into March Madness. Yeah. Jason, we have guys like, I guess Clay Travis, uh, even Paul Feinbaum to, to a certain extent, uh, that they take sides that they probably really don't even believe that, that they just know that kind of what uh, makes people angry and they just keep doubling down on it to make you angrier. And it, it I get, does that draw attention to their sights to these guys that ultimately make them 
money? Is that is that why they kind of dig in on these situations? Like with Quay Travis, a lot of stuff I read, I say, yeah, that makes sense. But then when it's Brandon Miller situation, situation that I feel like I've really kind of studied and talked to people behind the scenes, I don't think he could be more completely wrong. But I think he just keeps doing it because he's a Tennessee guy and it just absolutely infuriates the Alabama people and it gets him attention. Yeah. Is that, is that kind of these guys' style? Let's just figure out what's going to generate the most attention. I guess the clicks mean money. Uh, talk to me why they do these things or do they actually believe it? Yeah. You know, with Clay, I don't, I like Clay and I, um, the two the two things he's kind of been off based on both were kind of sports related. And, uh, it was uh, the Greg Schiano thing. I just thought I thought he yeah. awful, un- unnecessarily tarnished the guy, and they ended up with Pruitt, and that didn't work out anyway. So I think that's it. And then this situation, I don't agree with him on either. But uh, you know, most things I do, and uh, I-, I don't know that I'd call him a push for clicks guy i think he's a very good businessman uh in our in our space um he's you know you can't argue with what he's done um you know paul uh i think paul likes to stir the pot he always has and that's paul and that's why he's paul feinbaum (laughs) so um you know and i I don't know that that you know just because he's always sort of been that way i don't know that that's anything different now now these Did we lose Jay Z? Trying to figure hey, that out. Lo- um, see if we can get him back there. Um, yeah, I think. Do these guys just? I mean, do they? Did the coaches ever call these guys out? Like when when they're very critical of them? Uh, if you're working for a particular uh, conference or a network, uh, you don't. You sometimes you don't want to come across as being a homer, but then sometimes you uh, unfairly criticize people that are within your own league just for attention. Do these guys ever call these guys out in these situations? I do. <laughs> I did. I think Nick, I think Nick Saban did. Uh, I, I just think if you're working for the SEC network and for the SEC, um, I don't think you should go out of your way if you're working for <laughs> – um, and Clay Travis is not with any particular um, group there, but it seems like they just kind of know what will stir the pot there, and, and they just they continue to pounce on the negativity of it because it seems to to spread like wildfire, doesn't it? Well, you you uh, sell papers by headlines. You have people listen to your show by the first two or three sentences that you say about what happened that day in certain situations. And uh, that's what gets started in, in writing. You read the article based on the headline. Sometimes it's uh, bad. Uh, stuff that you hear on the radio, you walk away, you say, I heard on such and such show that such and such said. You know, so they're going back to their producers and saying, you know, we're we're doing a good job with our with our gig here. We're making money. Got a lot of advertisers because people like to hear people like to hear. And uh, I think it, that's the way it is. 
Hey, we got yeah, JC back, you guys. Yeah, all right, go ahead, JC. Finish your point. Oh, yeah. Some of these people, like, uh, there was a guy from USA Today. I'd never heard of him in my life, but uh, he wrote this column. And, you know, Mike Morgan, as you all know, is a co-host uh, of the JC Morgan podcast and works for ESPN. And he called the game in Columbia. And, you know, they had a sideline reporter covering the Miller story and also Seth Greenberg there. And, and, and Mike, at the end of the game, you know, says something to the extent of, if there are any questions about how Brandon Miller would play, he answered it. But this guy takes that quote completely out of context. He calls it curious. Uh, and then just proceeds to rip Bama and all that. It's those types of guys that, that, that don't really have a track record that are working for, uh, you know, some respectable media outlets that, that sort of stir the pot. And, you know, they want to kind of follow in the footsteps of your Pat Forties of the world or, Whoever that, you know, take a, take definitely take a side, uh, promote an agenda. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, most of these guys aren't even very good at that. They're not even very good writers. So, um, I kind of compartmentalize guys like Clay and Paul, uh, in one area and then, um, you know, guys like that in another. Um, and, you know, so that's, uh, that's just kind of my take on it. Yeah. Uh, I want to get your take on. Tim Bayheim. Now we know that, you know, Syracuse has been down a little bit last several years. He's had an incredible career. A lot of times he would have a, a pretty mediocre year and then play great in the conference tournament and win it and get in the NCAA tournament. And that zone was so funky that sometimes they'd go further in the tournament. And the guy was at Syracuse for 47 years. I don't think we'll ever see that again, uh, in any sport, to be honest with you. 47 years. That's, that's amazing, but it was almost sad to me. At his press conference, I don't know if you saw it last night after the game, if it lost to Wake Forest, and they were asking him, uh, is this your last game? And he was basically saying, hey, it's not up to me. It's not up to me. Like, he wanted to stay. And then an hour later, J.C., they announced that uh, he is retiring. They've already named a new coach. I don't know the proper way to end these things, but it seems like Jim Beheim deal should have ended better than that on the same night that he lost, asking about his job, him feeling uncomfortable, and then naming his successor, successor an hour later. I don't know. Just your thoughts about that whole situation. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Um, I, I think uh, probably deserved a little more respect than that since, since he is Syracuse basketball. Um, you know, and in and, and, and that sport, we've lost. I mean, we've lost Roy Williams, Coach K, and now Bayhunt in the last uh, two or three years, uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of a, a definitely becoming a J. J. Wright, too. Throw him in there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely becoming a tri- changing of the guard um, for, uh, for for college basketball. And, uh, yeah, it probably should have been handled a little bit better, uh, in my opinion, uh, just because of longevity and, and all of that. But, you know, and, and, and honestly, you know, it, if it's if it wasn't up to him, you know they need to be truthful about that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you owe it you owe it to him and to the fan base to say, hey, you know, we're moving in another direction. Uh, this is the thing's kind of worn itself out, uh, and, and I think it's disrespectful to handle it any other way. Uh, you know, and try to sit there and, and if, if indeed it's up, if, if indeed Syracuse said, all right, time to go. The people need to know that. I mean, you don't, don't sit here and give me some kind of canned quote 
that the athletic director gave, you know, talking about how he's a legend and synonymous with this and all that. When you pushed him out the door unceremoniously, uh, I think that's a that's a great lie that some athletic departments, um, you know, and, and you universities know, and try I, and to kind of spoon. And in, in maybe Syracuse's defense. He's kind of a defiant guy. Like he's probably a lot like yeah. Bobby Knight. Like you're trying to do it the right way, and he is fighting you every step of the way, and you want to do it properly for him. And he is probably so sarcastic about it and so mad about it. He doesn't allow you to handle it the right way. Could you see that situation? Uh, you oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> Tim Bayham's not like my favorite coach in the world or, or person. I mean, you know, I. I respect what the man did. You're right. Some of those teams will have 11, 12 losses, Barry, and they get in the postseason and get hot, end up in the final four or something. But, uh, I mean, he can coach and he, he's got respect for me in that department, but I could definitely see, uh, him being a little bit obtuse, uh, you know, here at the end. And, you know, but that's just Bayheim. He's been kind of been that way for a long time. I mean, he, he was, uh, one of the few people at Syracuse that just like, Hated being in the ACC, you know. He's like, I can't believe we got to go to Clemson, South Carolina on a Thursday night. You know, he thought the Big East was better. And you know what? He's right. He was right. I think all those Big East schools have watered down the ACC to a certain extent where, you know, they're not even a good, great basketball conference anymore. So um, that's uh, I don't know if hard you, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember this, JC, when I was in South Carolina? We played Syracuse. I think it was the semifinals of the NIT. And they had they brought Beat the him. wrong uniform. They brought the wrong uniform. So I think we both had white, and we were supposed to be white. And they were like, "Wait, this game's on ESPN. We have to start it." And they had to take like a police escort back to the Marriott Marquis to get. But we started the game both in white. <laughs> and during a media timeout, <laughs> they had to change change their jersey. I don't know if you remember all that, but uh, you know that was my memory of yeah. Jim Payheim there. All right, JC, tell everybody about your podcast, everything you guys got going, where they got you good information. Right, well, we're recording the JC Morgan podcast later today. So speaking of the ACC, we're going to dive into all the expansion and contraction talk and then the, the sort of what I feel is sort of a ludicrous idea of merging the Pac-12 and ACC and, uh, you know, they get into some other stuff like the drafts and all that. But it's JC and Morgan podcast. Uh, you can find it on, um, you know, Apple, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, if you have an Android, anywhere you get podcasts, you can get it. Also, you can go to jcandmorgan.com, uh, and we have our. The site's not totally complete yet, but we got our stream uh, up there to where you can access the podcast there as well. Appreciate you, my man. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, uh, Alabama One, www.alabama1.org. It's gonna warm up here now and so they've got a special going to outdoor fun with Alabama one and a chance to win a big green egg. I've been one now for its low rates on recreational vehicles including boats, motorcycles, RVs, UTVs and golf courts and a chance to win a big green egg. Once you close the loan you'll go into a pot and be drawn each week to win the big uh, green egg. Also flexible terms on these loans to fit your budget. No payment for 60 days. Great rates for loans on commercial and ag equipment. Go to www.alabama1.org to apply. We also want to thank Pressure Treated Pie from Great Southern 
If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, guys, believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. Phone lines will be open here in the second hour, 205-342-9904. You're Mr. Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic not too bad around town, though we are starting to see some congestion over in Northport on 69 at McFarland and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see conditions, give me a call. Here's a super manager special at Townsend Nissan. $5,000 off dealer list price on all new 2023 Armadas. And finance rates as low as 1.9%. At Townsend Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. WTUG HD2 Northport. And W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A Town Square Media Station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Allstate Insurance Agent Andrew Kniffer. Andrew's been in Tuscaloosa since 2002. And I think your insurance agent knowing the area is very important. Uh, if you have a car accident, you kind of need to know where to take the, uh, the car to get it repaired. If you have a situation at your house, get these guys out there and repairs and all. So, Nobody likes to deal with insurance until you need it. Andrew will make sure you're taking great, great care of. He's done it for me uh, well over a couple of years. I couldn't be happier. 205-722-9201. We'll go to the Andrew Kniffer Facebook page, Andrew Kniffer Allstate Insurance. That I'll ask you the same thing I asked JC. There are certain guys, and I think Jim Bayheim is in this category, that are just hard to deal with. Um, and so when they're hard to deal with, it's hard to make a situation where maybe it is time for a change and you want to work with him and do it properly. And he, he won't allow you to do it because he just confrontational all the time. I'm sure Bobby Knight was probably a lot like that as well. Aren't there some guys it's just hard to, to get it right with because of, because of their personalities? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I think some of my personalities are, are when they are around writers and media people, uh, maybe they're not that way until they get around those kind of people that get that way. And then when you get away from it, they're, they're okay. Bobby always struggled with everybody. Um, I don't know Jim that well. I know he's about three, three handicap golf and, uh, uh, Scott's son played uh, on a scholarship basis for him and, and uh, know him a little bit, met him a couple of times, but uh, yeah, you're, you're right. It, it, it's, uh, you know, there, there are things that people write and say that that rubs you the wrong way and you show it. There are things that people write and say that rubs you the wrong way and you don't show it as much. And so, you know, it's all the personality of the, of the guy that talking about. He, he probably was a little bit hard to deal with. He was there for a long time. Um, got the fourth 
only got to four Final Fours, I believe it was, 47 years. Uh, he's an assistant coach, but Danforth took over, took, had the job. They decided to leave and went to Tulane. Coach there, the head coach who played in Southern Mississippi, we played against him when I was at Alabama and lost to Artorium. He took the job at Tulane and left Jim uh, Mary's assistant coach. Jim took it 40 years, 47 years later. He kind of asked to uh, uh, get their old based on the things that people say about you when you go through five straight years and don't win big like you used to. Uh, he's lazy, he's not working, he didn't have a good assistant. They, they think that about assistant, they hired him, but, but they always got, got some reasons that they feel like that you, I, I get tickled, the game is passed it by, the kind of thing. Basically, that's not true. Yeah, um, I think he, uh, probably at times can be hard to deal with, and I'm, I'm sure they, I'm sure they didn't want it to end that way, uh, yesterday, and, but, Sometimes he wanted you to be sure. He wanted you to be sure, Barry, that he was forced out. Yeah. Uh, You're right. You're right. He, he wanted to stay, but he wanted he wanted you to he wanted you to know as a fan of Clemson of, of, of their basketball program, Syracuse basketball, that he was forced out. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Last night. Um, on the SEC network, they were reporting that Chris Beard will be named the new coach at, at Ole Miss. I did ask somebody that would know with Texas Tech, because with, with them uh, terminating Mark Adams last night, uh, would Texas Tech go back after Chris Beard? And they said under no circumstance would Texas Tech take Chris Beard back. They did not want him. So it sounds like Chris uh, maybe dodged a bullet there. I think his fiance dropped everything. The corks dropped everything. And so he's able to land a power five job, which is a lot of times when you have, uh, those kind of allegations against you, it tarnishes you. Uh, but, uh, he's going to get this, this opportunity. It looks like it old miss. Now, how, how difficult is that going to be for him to come in to a school that has a great arena? Uh, they have a, little bit of buzz there on campus with Lane Kiffin and all that, but the basketball program, quite honestly, has been okay. Andy Kennedy uh, was able to win 20-something games several times, but it was hard to get the NCAA tournament. Just talk about the hire, if, if it indeed is Chris Beard, and what you expect him to be able to do at Ole Miss. Well, Ole Miss is not Texas. That's the first thing. It's not Texas. Uh, the state of Texas has a lot of, a lot of players. And your, your, your thing is to go into the state of Texas as big as it is and evaluate the ones that you want for your program and try to get them. And, uh, and Mississippi's got some really good players. They've had some really good players in basketball, but the problem has been that there has not been many of them. And people have come in there and gotten them. We got it. We went in there and got Derek McKee. We got Hollywood Robinson. Uh, we got some pretty good players out there. So, you got to try to get State of Mississippi back on your side with the coaches. You got to go in with a positive attitude there. Then you've got to go if you're Chris Beard. If he does get it, then naturally you go to a neighboring state of Texas and start start going to work over there. And so the basic, your your basically your players will come from in state, saying how bad you want the players in state, 
whether you do or don't, and then doing a good job in the state of Texas to get the thing back. I think Kermit's an excellent coach. Um, I, I don't know what happened. The only thing I can tell you from the outside looking in is that they didn't get enough players. you got to have players win games, not play. And uh, they didn't get enough players. Based on that, uh, he didn't make yeah, so we'll see, uh, you know, now with the, uh, transfer portal, um, you know, there's probably, yeah, different. you probably now will hire a guy that is tied to a couple of players, maybe at even a, another university that you can give them better job to. So, and it's, you know, now kids can leave and be immediately eligible, but, uh, we'll see if he can do it. I think he's got a, uh, you know, a pretty neat campus there at Ole Miss. It's got a nice arena there, but, uh, you know, it just doesn't have the tradition of basketball that a lot of these other schools, uh, have. And you look at, uh, the other jobs that are open. Those teams were all playing, uh, last night. So, um, in today's games, let's talk a little bit about those. And then we get back. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to what Brandon Miller had to say in the press conference. But, um, the first game today, dad, uh, at noon, and I was really surprised last night at the crowd that they had in there, uh, for the, those games last night, but, uh, so it should be, I guess, great crowds all weekend, but Mississippi State will take on Florida. Uh, Florida's coach has been out to say he wants to, uh, damage, uh, Mississippi State's hopes for the NCAA tournament. That's kind of their job to win. Uh, Mississippi State is eight and two. They're right now scheduled to be, uh, picked to be the, one of the last four in. Does that add pressure to those guys in this game? Like, hey, we have to win this game in order to get in. I think so. Where, I think where Florida can play I loose. Think it does. Yeah. I think Your it does. Yeah, I think it does. Florida, yeah, I think it does. I think it adds a little pressure to them. I think Florida's in the, in the hole anyway because they lost their postman. And they're, they're not, oh. pardon me, not as good as, as uh, you know, without him as, as it would be with him. So, it's a mistake. Um, you know, it's playing somebody that's left the best player. So, uh, it does put a little bit of pressure on. I, I'm a little bit surprised, Barry. Uh, maybe a little bit that eight teams from the SEC are going to get in. I don't know what your feelings are. I know you're going to have a loss by two of them. First game, Arkansas and Auburn, somebody's going to lose that game. And that's going to be the team that's going to be on the bubble, sweating it out, so to speak. Uh, both of them seem to be in fairly good shape, they say. But uh, I think one thing, Barry, that's affected the number of eight, and I don't, I'm not, I may be wrong. You correct me. Is that the ACC has gone down to five? Yeah, no and doubt. Going down to five, it leaves some slots there open that we would naturally would not think about. The other factor, too, is we don't know year in, year out who is going to have one team get in and all of a sudden two teams get in from their league. So that's always something you have to look at as, as you go through the tournament. Yeah, I think ACC being down, you have a, what, 16-team or even more than that, and you're only going to get five in. The Big 12 is going to get seven, the Big 10, 10. Uh, the Pac-12 is down a little bit, so they're not going to get as many. Uh, so that opens up more room, 
for the SEC. In normal years, I don't think Mississippi State would even be on the bubble. But with with uh, you know, obviously they're ranking them ahead of North Carolina and some of those people right now. So I think it's a big game uh, for Mississippi State today. I think Florida will be able to play loose. We'll see uh, what happens as this game unfolds uh, today. And then obviously uh, the second game here uh, today with we Ole Miss uh, will take on Tennessee. I did talk to uh, a couple of people around the Tennessee program yesterday. Obviously they said that they're having to kind of play point guard by committee now. Uh, losing that kid was a, was a big blow. Uh, but is it, yeah. I did ask about Josiah James, would he play? And they told me, yes, he would be playing. So everybody else will be, ready to go. Uh, they are a veteran team. Uh, obviously with the tournament here in Nashville, they should have a big crowd, uh, over there where Ole Miss won't have anybody. I don't look for Tennessee to have any problem with Ole Miss today. Uh, 11 and a half point favorite. Uh, so neither do the no, odds. I, I don't think so. I don't think they will. Uh, I think for whatever reason, fans or the way fans are, they're maybe a little bit disappointed in Tennessee having, uh, that record in the, in the league, but uh, they had so many injuries that they, they couldn't do much about it. So maybe um, uh, that you know, if 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 everything goes to snuff, um, then Alabama is going to be playing Mississippi State on, on Friday at the at noon, and then the winner of the I'm saying that saying this off the top of my head, so they might want to correct me. The winner of the of the Auburn Arkansas game will go against A and M. Uh, we keep looking, at least I do, and maybe you do a little bit. We keep looking for A and M We keep saying they're not as good as everybody says they are. They don't do this. They don't do bad. They, you know, uh, actually, A and M coach got coach of the year. He got eight of the. He got eight of the. Uh, he got eight of the of the votes. And, uh, Zach House got five. And, uh, there was one for Nate. So, um, it was, um, no, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I will take a break. I've got Joe holding. I don't want to cut Joe short. So we've got a break. Come back, get Joe plenty of time. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning. Uh, get it cleaned up and deliver it right back to you. If you want to drop off, they got University Boulevard, 4851 Rice Mine Road is where I, I take them. But if you'll just dial 205-391-0034, the suits, the dresses, the golf shirts, uh, don't put those in the washer and dryer. Uh, they'll take great care of those today. Give them a call for all your cleaning needs and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Let's tie 100.9 at the home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Thursday morning. Cleanup from that outbreak of strong tornadoes on January 12th continues in Dallas, Green, Hale, and Sumter counties. FEMA's pouring aid into those impacted areas. The catalyst for that federal aid? West Alabama Congresswoman Terry Sewell. Visiting the area yesterday was Senior Advisor and Infrastructure Coordinator for the White House, Mitch Landrieu. Along with members of the U.S. Small Business Administration, they vowed to return the area to livability. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news portals and weather. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Rose Boulevard near the entrance to Tuscaloosa County High School. You could expect some significant delays there. Everything else appears to be moving well. If you see conditions, please give me a call. Remember, right now, Towns of Nissan has a tremendous selection, tremendous savings, and tremendous finance rates. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. When you... Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Years ago, you knew Rain decided that the best way to advertise great Southern would was two coaches, Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and very cool with periods of rain today and tonight. The high today, 60. Tonight's low, 54. Or tomorrow, cloudy rain mainly during the morning hours. The high, 68. And Saturday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Heading out to San Francisco. Wayne's Pest Control, several 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. That's the good folks at Wayne's. Make sure your home is protected for this unwanted pest. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call to 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, to the Wayne's hotline. Go all the way to Northport, Alabama, and bring in our main man, Joe. What's up, Joe? Hey, Joe. Hey. Well, How are you? How are you, Joe? Hey, Ben, why would you not go to the SEC tournament with it being in Nashville? I'm hey, here. Man, no, I'm looking, I'm looking I know at the Bridgestone Arena right now. Exactly. Yeah. All you got to do is walk out on the sidewalk and look at all the restaurants and bars all the way down. I mean, I mean, people go because it's a destination city and that's just the way it is. But I I, I was like you for for the four four teams in the bottom. That was a great crowd last night. It really was. Yeah. But you had Kentucky, Tennessee, you had everybody's colors in there last night. But, you know. It was good. Hey, look, Wimp, Monday you said it. You said basketball recruiting in the SEC. Kentucky first, A&M second, Alabama third, and LSU fourth. 
Now, I'm asking two coaches. Buzz has been there five years. He went in, of course, because of Virginia Tech. He went in making a million dollars more than Oates with his first contract. Now, have they got money back on their investment with him and the money they have spent on him the last five years? Has it been five years? Fifth year. You sure about that? I'm double checking you now. What could it's gonna um, be four if it ain't five? Um well, first of all, on the initial contract, when you're trying to go get somebody from Virginia Tech as opposed to get somebody from Buffalo, like <laughs> Buzz could have had a lot of jobs. He's from Texas. Uh he was there with Billy Gillespie uh when they had a really really good teams there before he went to um Kentucky. So he had all the bargaining power and negotiating power on the front end uh there coming in where Nate Oates uh did not. So there's a big difference between Nate Oates coming to Alabama and Buzz going to uh Texas as far as the money. He, he went there in two thousand nineteen. Joe, he went there in two thousand nineteen. So what does that mean? How many years is that? In nineteen. He started in nineteen. So twenty twenty. 2021, because this is year four. 2023. Yeah. Yeah. I said it was going to be, if it wasn't five, it was going to be four. But you know where I'm taking you next. The reason why I bring up Oates and the starting contracts, we know where Oates is now. But look what Oates has done compared to Buzz. That's where I'm taking you. Yeah. You know? So think about that. I mean, you know, he's done one, two regular seasons now. And one SEC tournament. And he didn't get to play one year because of COVID. Didn't get to finish. Yeah. Compare that to Buzz. And Buzz was crying and whining last year because he didn't get in the, in the tournament and he didn't win the tournament. Tennessee beat him in the finals. He didn't even win it. And he wanted to be in the NCAA tournament. So my question now, is simple. Yes or no? Did, is A&M getting the return on their money? And spending the money they're spending on recruiting on him 20, and his recruiting. in twenty twenty he was SEC coach of the year and he's SEC coach of the year this year. So right. I would say that they're telling you they're going to tell you that with them going fifteen and three that yes they are getting their money's worth. Uh, he is trending More in the right that. direction. Yes. Oh, it's, it's one of the, it is the best investment Alabama's made since Saban. Sure. But, sure. but let's face it. When we, we talk about Saban, we spend more money than everybody. Georgia may be catching us now. So, you know, I, I think, think Oates has done more I with think, less. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think, but Saban, that they don't tell him no on anything. Right. That it hurts. Brad Bohannon and some of those guys because they don't get they don't give them near what these other baseball programs are getting. Christy Curry maybe they're not getting it, and I don't you know if Christy Curry left or Brad Bohannon left, would would Greg Byrne go out and hire million dollar coaches like South Carolina and LSU did? I guess would be my, and those other sports like that, Joe. Yeah. And look what Tennessee's girls did to LSU's girls 
in the semifinals last. They were down 15 and come back and beat her. So I, you know, and then she got waxed by South Carolina. So I, she's not, you know, she's got some stuff she's got to come through with for me. <laughs> only her, she lost two games. It's only her second year. Yeah. She only lost two games. But look at her schedule, too. Look at her strength of schedule. <laughs> but hey, let, let's go back to Bo Hannon. Why you named Bo Hannon. Have you ever had a coach at Alabama that's been given more rope than Bo Hannon? Has he not had, I mean, you know, he has survived. Yeah, but Joe, I mean, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but with the scholarship limitations and what Alabama can offer, it's not even close to what Mississippi State, Ole Miss, uh, Vanderbilt, you're not, you're, you're apples and oranges. And now with the NIL, people tell me that Alabama baseball doesn't have any NIL. And these other people are, are Auburn got a million dollars down there. So I don't think that Bo Hannon has the resources that everybody else has. Is that fair to Bo Hannon? Okay, I'm going to take what you just said, apples to oranges, and remind you where your son's wanting to go to college. Before NIL, they went to two of the last three college World Series. Yeah. All right. But Jack so don't, say it, don't say it can't be done. And then look at Tennessee's coach. He has turned college baseball upside down up there in what yeah, he's but- done in such a short time. But would Alabama pay a baseball coach what they're paying him? Him who? Who are we talking about? Got Tennessee. You know, got LSU. Okay. Yeah, but look what they were they paying would. him. Look what a, he got a one and a half million dollar raise after he did what he did. He went in the same way Bohannon went in. You can't, you know. And look, I don't want to get on Bohannon's case, but. I have been out the last couple of years and I have seen a lot of players that they're signing. I think they're doing a really good job recruiting. I think it's finally paying off this year. Now we'll see when they get to the league. I, I don't know about that, but and I know their schedule has not been that difficult, but I think they are building oh. some momentum there and they're building some confidence and we'll see if it goes over. You know, a kid like Alex Ford that was never coming to college that they signed, but I think they've done a good, pretty good job on the recruiting trail. Uh, so I think it's heading in the right direction for Pohanna for sure. Well, if you, 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 you headed to Kansas City or you, you're in Nashville? I'm going to Nashville today. I hadn't been feeling real hot, but I'm going to try to go to Nashville for a little while. I don't know how long I'll make it, but I'm going to go get out of the house. It's I cold up here. Yeah. Must be cold and rainy up here today, Joe. Yeah. It's getting cooler down here, too. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, enjoy your show. Hey, uh, t- take care you. of you. Take care of that wife of yours because you sure out kicked your coverage. Make, make sure she has a good time up there. Thank you, Joe. All right. Uh, Thanks, Joe. Let's tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. We'll get the break. Uh, Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys, that if you've got a problem, if you've, if you've been in an accident, injury, whatever it might be, on the highway, the neighborhood, or whatever, uh, the Fritz Glover and Hayes are the people to help you. 345-1234 are, uh, is the, is the 
phone number. They'll represent you in the right way. They'll tell you what's, what's happened in the past with situations like yours. And I think that you'll find that Bob and his group will do uh, a terrific job for you. While I'm on that, I want to mention Constant Companion Animal Hospital at 205-635-0313. The absolute best. They know exactly uh, what your animal needs once you bring them in there and visit with them to give you a high price. To just be high price. You tell me you heard them inside the locker room. So be, da- be darn sure that uh, tell Dr. Foster and his nurses that you heard them on our show. 635-0313. All right, phone lines can still be open. We'll get back to 205-342-990. We also have some NATOs and some Brandon Miller sound. Just the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama men's basketball head coach Nate Oates is a finalist for the Jim Phelan Coach of the Year Award. Northridge offensive lineman Baker Hickman has committed to the University of Alabama as a preferred walk-on. Former Alabama quarterback Mac Jones made the NFL's top 10 throws list for 2022. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Rose Boulevard near the entrance to Tuscaloosa County High School. You could expect some significant delays there. Everything else appears to be moving well. If you see conditions, please give me a call. Remember, right now, Towns of Nissan has a tremendous selection, tremendous savings, and tremendous finance rates. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and very cool with periods of rain today and tonight. The high today, 60. Tonight's low, 54. For tomorrow, cloudy rain mainly during the morning hours. The high, 68. And Saturday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back. 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 Welcome
uh, pre-owned vehicles right there. We talk to Justin every Tuesday. The people at Tesla's Toyota will take great care of you. You can do a lot on the website if you want to schedule your next uh, maintenance appointment. You can do it right there at Tesla'sToyota.com. You also can actually go ahead and buy your car if you want to. But uh, you can also try it before you buy it. They have a rental program there where you can rent the car for a week or a weekend. Try it out if you like it. And you obviously can go in and purchase that vehicle. So swing by there today. See David DeSantis, Justin Troll, and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, Dad, you and I have been a part of a lot of SEC tournaments. And I'm speculating here, and I want to get your opinion on this. So we know uh, when you get to the tournament after the game, by SEC rules, you have to open up your locker room to the media. Uh, so they get to come in and basically have some time to interview anybody they want. They also, after the game, can request uh, guys that they want brought to the press conference. So you don't really control these situations at the tournament. At home, you can decide who's going to go to the press conference. Uh, here, with the open locker room and then requesting Nate Oates and then whatever players you want to be, I think Alabama knew it. eventually Brandon Miller was going to have to talk to the media so I think it was smart for them to get out ahead of that and have him uh, in a comfortable environment with Coach Oates, maybe just the Alabama media uh, there. I'm sure there were some other people to put him in front of the media yesterday. So now he's kind of already answered these questions. Uh, so when he gets here in Nashville and if they request him in there again, if they go to the locker room, uh, he's kind of already dealt with this, where that wouldn't be the first time that he's dealt with it here in Nashville. Do you think that was maybe their strategic plan to kind of get him in front before he gets here to Nashville? Well, along with that, Barry, they did not announce they were going to have a press conference. And so that really kept the numbers down, I think, the attendance. They did not announce that, that any players were going to be at a press conference according to the writings that I've read. So, yeah, I think it was smart on their behalf to, to uh, and I also think it was smart for, for, uh, the kid. And I don't know about Bradley, but the other kid, uh, to, uh, be able to say some things he wanted to say, uh, prior to going, prior to going to where, to a event where there are going to be a lot of writers from a lot of different places. Some of those writers came to the SEC tournament just for that purpose to interview yeah. him when his game is over. Uh, now they're, they're, they're writers from the 14 schools. They're writers from the people that are close to those 14 schools. And they're writers who are saying, who's boss says, Get down there at the Alabama's first game. Get in that dressing room and, and uh, get some quotes. And so I think I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I think the kid uh, did a really good job, but it was a national story uh, last night. It was rolling across the bottom of the screen on ESPN. It was on ESPN.com, where normally a Alabama press conference is not uh, going to make that kind of. Uh, make that kind of news nationally. All right, uh, Aiden, let's play what Brandon Miller had to say there. There's a highlighted deal where the incident was a tragic situation. Uh, let's hear what uh, Brandon Miller had to say about the incident there. A 
never lose sight of the fact um family has lost one of their um loved ones that night um this whole situation is just um really heartbreaking uh, but respectfully uh that's all i'm going to be able to say about on that all right aiden are we back are you with me aiden yeah i'm here did you play the clip? I didn't, I didn't hear the clip. Maybe dad, dad heard Egan comment. Yeah, we just played uh, the, the little clip. If you want the whole conference, we can do that. Well, I was, just, I didn't hear any of it. So dad, just comment on what, I didn't hear what Brandon Miller said. So it's, we hope well, he, he, he just made the statement that was, the whole thing was heartbreaking for everyone. And, uh, that, uh, you know, he was, uh, he wasn't going to be able to say anything besides that. But that, but it, but it was a very heartbreaking situation. Yeah. Um, go ahead, play that first clip there, Aiden. See if I get to hear it. If not, I may let you guys take it. But, but well, Miller uh, can't say any more on the adversity, and I think he's obviously uh, Alabama's doing a much better job now. They're getting better control of this situation there, and not letting guys just go in and speak off the cuff like they did with Nate Oates. Uh, and I don't think they're ever going to put a kid in that situation. But here's what he said about where he can't speak about it anymore. Brandon, along with that question that Nick just asked, just to add to that, just to have the mental fortitude and to be able to rely on your team during all of this criticism, I guess we can call it the extra spotlight on you. I mean, something you could never prepare for. What's been the biggest challenge for you and able to stay focused in the game of basketball? Um, okay. um, I heard her and I didn't hear his answer there. Dad, did you hear Respectfully, I mean, can't really say more on that. Uh, really. I'm sorry. His answer's coming up now. They fix to give the answer. Okay. Okay. Um, respectfully, I mean, can't really say more on that, uh, really. All right, uh, I'm not hearing anything there, so you guys t- let me know what's I didn't going hear on. Either. All right, well, let's, no don't either. worry about it. Don't worry about it. Ba- basically, he just uh, said we, he can't say anything more about it. Yeah, yeah. So I guess my point is, Dad, that uh, so when they – there will be national guys here. Uh, if Alabama, uh, you know, ends up in Birmingham, I think he'll be fine there. I think you're right. If they win the first two games and they get him to New York, uh, the, New, the New York press will try to eat it alive, you know, the New York – times or whatever there so um you know if if they come to him now here in nashville he he basically said hey i've already made my statement i made it in tuscaloosa really at this point in time that's all i can say about it i'm here to, i'll talk about the game uh or something like that so basically they've kind of covered him discussing that now he can just give the canned response here in nashville that's probably the best way to handle it don't you think yeah, I think it is. I think that's the best way to do it. You, you got out in the open, you got out in the open with it. You got out in front with it. You've already talked some. Uh, you know, you, I think it's better. Yeah, I think they, they did the right thing by going ahead and letting him say whatever he needs to say at the, at the very beginning. They didn't announce a press conference, therefore there wasn't new people that had a time to trust him. You know, you have some people you have some people close by, they know some writers that are close by, say that uh, really are trying to do everything they possibly can to 
bus people. And uh, so uh, I think that was helpful, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see as this thing goes uh, here. But um, now it's time to play basketball. All right, let me get your uh, picks on today's games. Uh, you talked about – you thought – the first game here, Mississippi State, Florida. Um, the pressure is on Mississippi State. Uh, your thoughts on who wins this game today? Well, you would just think from a, from a standpoint of losing their best inside player, uh, and State having a pretty good inside player that State doesn't shoot very well, uh, that Mississippi State would be winning this game. So that's who I would select. Now, State has gone through some tough periods of time where they can't shoot the lick. Uh, they went one for 19 one time, and, and uh, I don't know, but they, they played pretty good defensively. They'll be well-prepared defensively. Uh, so they'll do a lot of different things defensively, and so if they can shoot a lick, I think uh, Mississippi State went that game and they'll end up playing Alabama. All right, the uh, second game here, we talked about that. We won't spend much time. We think Tennessee will uh, handle Ole Miss today. All right, the most interesting game to me today, uh, and I think the the atmosphere will be really big in there, is Arkansas-Auburn. Now, I'm I'm taking Arkansas in this game. I think uh, Arkansas yeah, is finally getting health, healthy. I just, I don't, I'm not sold on Auburn. I don't know that Auburn's an NCAA team. They may make it. Uh, Arkansas is a two-point favorite in this game, but I think – I think the Hog fans will travel. I think uh, Musselman has been proven to be a pretty darn good tournament coach. Um, I look for Arkansas to win this game today, uh, but Vegas has it only at a two point line. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think Arkansas. I think I think both of them are pretty good defensively, or or they work on their defense real hard. I think I think uh, Arkansas. Uh, does a better job defensively. Now, offensively, uh, you're not going outside of Davis at, uh, maybe Council. You're not going to see many threes made by Arkansas. And if Green has a bad day, you're not going to see a whole lot made by Green. I, uh, the big guy at, at, at Auburn does not turn me on like he does maybe you. I don't, I don't care for him. He's such a bad passer. Um, so, Arkansas has got one of their guys back. Smith kid, I believe, is back. They'll be better than they have been. And uh, I would just say that, that because they're pretty darn good defensively against the three, and uh, as long as they can hold the boards even or not get beat real bad on the boards, then I think they've got a good chance to move on. But this will be a you – know, Vegas doesn't miss much. They got a two-point game, so it may be a very close game. It was a pretty nice quarterfinal game there with Arkansas taking on uh, Texas A&M. All right, LSU-Vanderbilt's the last game. The winner's game will get, get Kentucky. Uh, we know this place will be uh, swarming with blue come Friday night, uh, tomorrow night. Um, I think Vanderbilt, uh, you know, they may could play themselves into this t- NCAA tournament here, possibly if they maybe were to make a – a run to the finals. They are 11 and 7 in the SEC where Arkansas is 8 and 10. So you would wonder why in the world would 
Arkansas being so easily and Vanderbilt really not even on the bubble. But uh, if you could knock off LSU tonight and then you knock off Kentucky and get to the semifinals, maybe you could eke your way in there. But uh, I look for Vanderbilt to take care of business tonight. They're four-point favor against LSU. Yeah, you're right. They probably will. Kentucky will have a good talking point, having lost at home to Vanderbilt by a couple. Uh, they will. It won't. Have, it won't be about. It won't be one of these deals where we, we couldn't get ready to play Vanderbilt. They'll be ready to play them. Uh, Kentucky is a a very difficult team to decide. Keyway uh, is a good player at times. They do not shoot it from the perimeter real well at times. They do not shoot a lot of threes. Uh, I've always thought Vanderbilt shot too many, but they, they played well this year and, and Vanderbilt will make more threes than Kentucky, Kentucky does. Kentucky doesn't shoot it well. And, you know, Vanderbilt will be in the game a little bit, but I would say I would be a little bit surprised to see, uh, uh, Vanderbilt beat them the second time. Vanderbilt's had it. Had a good year. The, the kid that's out is a is really good. I really think he's a really good player, and uh, so we'll see. But I think it'd be Kentucky. Not, and the other <coughs> other top other top part, A and M, and the winner of Arkansas and, and uh, Arkansas and, and Auburn. Uh, you know, we yeah, think about it, I guess you do. We, we think about it being an easier game with A&M. But I don't know if it's an easier game or not. A&M's... No, A&M's hard to play. Like hard, A&M's hard to get ready for in one-day prep. And that's what you got a quick turnaround there. So uh, who, who, in your opinion, wins this SEC tournament? Well, I guess you'd have to pick Alabama. Uh, they would be the favorites to win it. They, they, Clocked everybody in the league all year, so I would say the Alabama. If they play Tennessee, uh, Tennessee won't be a surprise to them now. See, that's a big factor. The last time uh, they got their chest pretty good and roughed them up, and that was all that was talked about because Tennessee won. So, you know, if a get back deal for Alabama, we go get back on Tennessee and be ready to play. And then probably, I don't know who's going to be on the bottom bracket, but it'll be the Alabama, Kentucky, or Alabama A&M uh, final game. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I look for, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who's going to win this tournament. I, I would not be surprised if Kentucky won the tournament, to be quite uh, honest with you. Uh, so I, I think it's a pretty wide open tournament. Uh, I do think Alabama will play better. Uh, Nate Oates talked about they went back and looked at every three they shot uh, this season. Uh, they've had an opportunity to get in the gym and really shoot the ball. So I think this time off has allowed them to get their legs back under them, but really focus on shooting the ball. If they shoot the ball just decent, then they're going to be a hard out with their legs and all. Do you, uh, do you, Barry, uh, in your opinion, is it possible to talk about shooting free throws and field goals too much? Uh I think it can, but I think they're a three-point shooting team that hasn't shot well. And so I think it's this has given them more time for repetition uh, to get in there and get a lot of shots up. And I really have to worry about an opponent right now. So I think 
I think in this situation, I think it's probably really going to help Alabama. All right, we'll go ahead and finish up this show. We'll get out and uh, double up the brakes here on the back end. We want to thank Alabama One, who also a great sponsor, on the, not only the first hour, but the second hour as well. If you need a, a mortgage, you need a credit card, you need a car loan, whatever you need, Alabama One is there ready, waiting for you. Great people, and they'll take great care. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Aiden, appreciate you guys holding the fort down for us. We're going to get out, uh, get out here in Nashville a little bit, get over to the games today. Look forward to a great SEC tournament. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Thursday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, we'll be joined by men's basketball color analyst Brian Passink to get his thoughts on the Crimson Tide heading into this week's SEC tournament. You want to get off to a quicker start, and and I think they'll, I hope they will do that. And the other is shooting the ball. It's not an area that I'm really concerned with because this team has too many good shooters. Uh, they take good shots. They're efficient on the offensive end, but. The offensive numbers from a shooting standpoint have not been uh, what what we hoped it would be late in the season. I think there's some reasons for that. I think a big reason why Alabama and pretty much everybody else at this point in the season is a little bit tired and legs are a little bit heavier. And I think the double bye could not have come at a better time to have essentially a week off. I'll have more in a moment. 
CBNS Bank has a long history of stability and a legacy of serving our community's needs for generations. You could say we know a thing or two about tradition. We've been family, community, and financially strong since we began in 1906. Being a team player is part of our culture. That's why at CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Join us this afternoon for Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR. Streaming live on all CTSN social media platforms at 2 p.m. Central. We'll cover the latest on Alabama athletics as we get you set for the SEC tournament in men's basketball. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Rhodes Boulevard near the entrance to Tuscaloosa County High School. You could expect some significant delays there. Everything else appears to be moving well. If you see conditions, please give me a call. Remember, right now, Towns of Nissan has a tremendous selection, tremendous savings, and tremendous finance rates. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Keep your old. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 